Money. That's what it's all about. Tonight, we are taking a special extra deep inside look at the ongoings, the inner workings of Canadian comedy. Where's the money at? Where's the business behind show business in this country? And we've got three of probably the most prominent people we can have in studio for this tonight. I'm Dean Young, and we're about to go Inside the Joke. Welcome to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. You are listening to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And tonight, we're getting inside the business of Canadian comedy, Canadian showbiz. We have three of, I'm going to say three of the biggest wizards behind the curtain in studio with us. Of course, on the line, very special guest. Thrilled to have him here. We have Bruce Hills, the president of the World Famous Just for Laughs Festival. Welcome, Bruce. Hey, how are you? <laughs> very very casual. All this power, all this influence, just very casual. What a Canadian way to start. Just, hey, how's it going? It's nice. Just nice and casual. Uh, we have, of course, Morgan Flood in studio with us. Grand Wave Entertainment agent extraordinaire. Ah. Managing all of the hot careers right now, passing through this city and Canadian comics upcoming. And, of course, returning friend of the show, Clayton Peters. I guess. Who you might know best from being on this show every couple weeks or so lately. <laughs> so it would seem. Manager, uh, booker of, of course, Russell Peters, who any Canadian comic tuning in knows. We all get the same exact question anywhere you go in Canada, which is, oh, you're a comic? Do you know Russell Peters? I know him. That's Yeah, you know him quite well. Uh, so today, I want to get your perspectives, guys, on, you know, uh, we always have comics on the show talking about their struggles and why they do comedy and what they, what they come up with. But of course, tonight we want to kind of take an inside look at what the business side of things is and how you can actually build careers and where's the money to be made and how you build brands in Canadian comedy. Bruce, first of all, I mean, you're heading up arguably the biggest comedy brand in Canada, maybe worldwide, certainly the biggest comedy festival. I think it's safe to say at this point. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, you know, it's it's uh, we have the Montreal event, and we have one in Toronto and Vancouver, as well as one uh, in Sydney, Australia, at the Sydney Opera House. And um, you know, um, something we uh, try to build every day, and a big part of what we do is uh, put as many Canadians on stage and on television and uh, as we possibly can. Well, that's the interesting thing. I mean, going from, you know, when a, a festival like Just for Laughs started off in its infancy, when it's just this local Montreal festival that now has grown over the decades to become this big worldwide comedy brand. I mean, re- I always like to say there's kind of a big three in Canadian comedy, which is, of course, Just for Laughs, Yuck Yucks, and Second City. Uh, and, of course, getting uh, Morgan and Clayton's opinions on this. For you guys, when you're working with the names and the level of talent that you're working with, and when you're watching these careers just skyrocket, and you're working with some of the biggest on the globe, really, in comedy, for you guys, at this point, this many years in, what do you look for? What do you look for in a comic? When you see a newer comic or an upcoming comic, whether it's at Just for Laughs, or it's on stage here in Toronto, or it's out on the road touring, how do you still, what do you recognize when you see someone and go, they have that thing? Uh, first and foremost, are they funny? Yeah, well, still yeah. number one in my books. I know some of the uh, political landscapes changed a bit, where some of the uh, other boxes need to be checked before they determine whether someone's funny. But to me, it's if they're funny, they got to be funny. And I mean, also likable and likable, right? Because yeah. I think likability is has a big impact on how an audience uh, receives a, a, a you know comic or any type of performer, right? The likable, they're memorable. Memorable is a key thing, and I feel like, uh, and Bruce, of course, same thing with Just for Laughs, the amount of people that you watch pass across that stage from the largest gala shows to the smallest ones, 
I think even though when, when comics are on stage, it's obviously an exaggerated form of themselves. You know, it's a different version of themselves. But I think you guys can get a sense when you watch somebody up there, even if they're funny and everything's hitting, I guess you get a sense of the person and what they would be like to work with. You know, I mean, to, to a degree. I mean, look, uh, sometimes people are definitely not who they represent on stage. <laughs> yeah. They're worse, you know, so, um, but uh, no, uh, look, I mean, very simply, what we look for, of course, is funny first. You know, um, that's uh, something at times that gets muddled. You know, people are so focused on hitting so many boxes. The first priority is, is someone funny? Um, and, you know, and, and how, how are they funny? We look for original voices. You know, we want original point of view. It's, it can't, if you're going to talk about generic subjects, you know, you know, you better be Ray Romano. Yeah, yeah. We heard the version of those jokes. You know, so original voices. I mean, I think we all, you know, uh, I, I don't think there's anyone out there that wouldn't say that the best comics out there have uh, an original take on life, um, and they don't sound like the others. Well, and I think that's a, that's a specific point. And, of course, Clayton, you know this well. I think one, one thing that led Russell to where he is is being able to be that sort of accessible and broad and relate to people. Yeah, absolutely. We um, his success came from from YouTube and from Google in the beginning of file sharing back in two thousand four, two thousand five. That's what exploded him around the world. But uh, in, in the context of what we're saying here about funny and and things like that, you know, there, there's a lot of funny people out there, like really, really funny people, funnier than my guy. Yeah, I'll tell you that, and he'll he'll say the same thing. But it's not the only uh, measure that's going to get you to, that's going to garner your success. So when I'm looking at new talent, I'm looking at guys out there. Funny and money. You've got to look at the sort of long-term potential and the marketing. Of how, how do you market this individual? What is their broader appeal? Well, and that's something I want to come back after the break with, which I think obviously Canadian comics have been struggling with since day one. Mm-hmm. And the three of you on the panel tonight have figured out how to actually make this into a viable business. It's not just an art form. It's a business. People are coming out and watching shows. People are buying the albums. People are watching the down, all that stuff. So we're going to come back with more Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hey, this is Simon Rakoff, and you are listening to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. <laughs> uh, welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And tonight, we're going inside the joke and finding out a very specific part of Canadian comedy that we rarely get to cover on the show. We're going into the showbiz side of things. Where does the money come from in Canadian comedy? And I know any comics listening to the show right now are going, is that even possible? It doesn't feel like it. But we have probably three of the best expert opinions in the country on this subject. We have on the line Bruce Hills, president of the World Famous Just for Last Festival. How are you doing, Bruce? Welcome back. It's nice to be here. It's, it's nice to be here. We have Morgan Flood in studio with us and Clayton Peters. Uh, and before the break, we were getting into sort of what you guys spot in watching a new comic that obviously has that thing. They're up on stage, whether it's in Montreal, here in Toronto, out on the road you see these comics killing, but sort of what sets them aside and makes you go, okay, I can kind of market this person. I can make them a viable thing. I think, Morgan, this is an interesting one I want to throw your way. I think in Canadian comedy, we've spent so many years trying to figure out how to get a Canadian audience to pay attention to our stuff. But now I think a lot of comics are just trying to make everything as global as possible. You know, everything's online, everything's social media, everything's YouTube, all that stuff. Have we kind of sidestepped that part of the equation where we're struggling to build a Canadian audience and just go past that? 
I don't know if I have the exact the answer to that, but I could tell you um, for comics, you know, in the you know when you're representing comics, uh, being a comic, you can use it as a tool to kind of skip a bunch of steps in terms of. Uh, you know, someone a comics up on stage and, you know, they're performing, someone sees them and goes, oh, I think you're really funny. Maybe it's, you know, someone, you know, from the industry, from, you know, from a casting side, producing, what have you. They're like, oh, you're really funny. Come in here. I've got, you know, I've got a writing room I'm putting together. I, I need someone to do some punch up or I've got, uh, um, you've got any ideas coming to pitch me some ideas or yeah. what have you. Whereas if you're, I don't mean just an actor, but if you only act, the only way you're going to get discovered is by nailing an audition or being, I don't know, seen doing Shakespeare in the Park or theater or something like that, right? Yeah. If you're not getting booked, how is anyone going to see you perform, right? With a comic, you can skip those steps. So if you're really funny, you can open up other doors. And if you look at, like, television, you know, the biggest, you know, TV stars in the history of sitcoms are, you know, they're, they're comics. And they were taught how, you know, shows were built around them. They were That's taught right, how yeah. to act, yeah. right? And so as a comic, inherently, they're writing their material. So they are writers. They're creators. And so... When they're performing, you know, we, you know, with, with myself and my, my, my partner, Grand Wave, Carolyn Sterling, we, we, we identify talent, but what we're trying to do is we're trying to navigate and put together like a strategy to, find, to get them to that point of what it is that they want to do. A lot of people just want to tour and be successful comics. Others want to create their own shows, uh, films, what have you. And so you try and figure out what that, those processes, you know, what, what's, what's entailed to be able to achieve that goal. And so... Being a funny comic on stage really can skip those steps or help skip some of those steps, whereas you bring in, you know, producers yeah. and, and casting and what have you, executives seeing them. Now they're seeing them in their natural environment versus, hey, walk in and try an audition. Like, frankly, you know, a lot of comics, they're great in front of a camera, but they might not have the same acting ability that some, you know, someone that's gone to school for, for theater, you know, theatrical arts is, uh, you know. It's a bit of a, you know, so like I said, it's it's a bit of a, you know, kind of a bit of a corner, but it's it's definitely worth uh you know it's it's uh i guess it's a it's a viable way to kind of build a career and to jump into that yeah. i mean yeah some and some of those skill sets don't necessarily translate and i guess you have to take that part of the talent and go okay you're great stand-up but do you guys think that those days of just being a road dog just being a touring stand-up comic especially here in canada i mean the, are those days kind of over i mean that's kind of an older generation at this point you have to do you have to spin a lot of plates right i mean Bruce, you, of course, see comics from all over the world, not just across Canada, but from every walk of life pass across the stages at Just for Laughs. Do you think comics have to be able to do multiple things now? You can't just go and say, I'm going to be a touring stand-up and that's what I'm going to do with my life? Well, I mean, listen, if that's what you aspire to be and you just want to make a... I mean, if you're in Canada, we all know, and Morgan and um, Clayton know this as, as well as anyone, um, unless you're, you know, you're Ron James... Uh, or Derek Edwards, you're not yeah. doing much of a thing, and you're going to grind out through all the clubs. Uh, I mean, unless you're a major ticket seller, you know. And by the way, you can make money in clubs if you are selling out every room. You can dictate what you're paid, but if you're just a working comic, that's a pretty tough. That's a pr- pretty tough existence. Well, and actually, Ron James is another. Aside from Russell, is another great example of that. Here's someone who you know, 20 years ago, went. Well, I'm just going to go out there and do it. I'm just going to build a tour and just see what happens. And he kind of did this grassroots thing where you build your own following. I think now, I, I it was a different time as well. I mean, Clayton, you know, of course, with starting out from the beginning with Russell, watching what that has become, now selling out theaters all over the planet. I mean. Was it a different time then? Is that still a, a I, I don't viable know if it thing? was a different time. We um we were just kind of dumb, 
We just kind of went and did it, right? And everyone, and there were people who told us that we couldn't do it, um, but we just kind of went and did it to see what would happen. And uh, and we were very lucky to do it. But what's interesting about this conversation is that every comic who's out there slogging on the road yeah. wants to be doing a sitcom or a movie or be in a writer's room. And every comic sitting in a writer's room and doing a sitcom or a TV show wants to be out on the road. And that, that's applicable yeah. right across the board, all the way up to Seinfeld and Ray Romano. Yeah, All those guys... They just want to get out on the road, and the guys on the road want to get off the road and do the other stuff. And then as soon as they get it, they want to get back on the road again. I think that's right. And Yeah, and the people who have sort of tapped into that are the ones who found a way to balance all of those things and be able to do a little bit of all of it. Uh, we're going to come back with more Inside the Business of Comedy right here on Inside Jokes, Global News Radio 640 Toronto. This is Kenny Robinson, and you're listening to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Well, we're big rock singers, we got golden fingers, and we're loved everywhere we go. We sing about beauty, and we sing about truth at $10,000 a show. We take all kind of pills and give us all kind of thrills, but the thrill we've never known. It's the thrill that'll get you when you get your picture on the cover of the Rolling Stone. Oh, yeah. Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. We're trying to find out tonight how Canadian comics can get on the cover of the Rolling Stone. Well, maybe not the Rolling Stone. McLean's? <laughs> Cottage Life? Whatever we have. <laughs> the Globe? Whatever we have in Canada. Uh, but we're going inside. We're the First time ever, we're kind of taking a, an inside look at what the actual business side of comedy in Canada is. We, of course, have Bruce Hills on the line with us, president of Just for Laughs. We have Morgan Flooded in studio with us from Grand Wave Entertainment. And, of course, Clayton Peters, one half of the <laughs> Peters brothers, just taking over the entire planet. I, here's the interesting thing that I'm curious about, because you guys, all three of you on the show tonight, kind of come at this from three different angles. I mean, Morgan, you're here in Toronto. You always have this, you, you have clients that you've worked with for a lot of years, but you also have your eye out on upcoming comics. You're always mm -hmm. sort of picking up new talent. You're producing shows here in the city. Clayton, you're of course out there on the road with Russell doing the tours. Bruce, you're heading up the biggest festival in the world, so you see everybody passing across those stages. And I'm kind of curious, do you think that there's still room in Canadian comedy for brand building? Because, I mean, this is a good... I mean, I, I think it's safe to say at this point, Russell Peters is a brand unto Absolutely. himself. You he, know? Hates, he hates to hear that. He hates to hear it, He I'm hates sure. to hear it, but it's true. And you yeah. love to hear it, I'm sure. I love to hear it. Because that's your side of the coin, right? <laughs> And, of course, Bruce, I mean, Just for Laughs is a brand. That is one of the biggest comedy brands on the planet. The biggest. The biggest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, really, it's safe to say. I mean, it's not just in Canada anymore. It's all over the place now. Multiple festivals, multiple galas, multiple network series. It still has cachet. It's got massive cachet. So, you know, for all the comics out there, getting on Just for Laughs, getting into Just for Laughs is, is an absolute milestone for them. And it still has power. It still, it still means something in your career. And it can still propel you forward. Unlike, you know, if you compare it to the talk shows, you know, before yeah. getting on Johnny Carson was the move mm -hmm. that propelled you to the next level. But, you know, getting on talk shows now doesn't mean anything. It doesn't do anything for you. You can go on Kimmel, you can do all the shows. It doesn't have the same cachet as saying, you know, I did a gala at Just for Laughs. Um, you know, I'm being in the, in the new faces at Just for Laughs. Just yeah. for Laughs. Is a, is a powerful brand and it still has cachet and it can still move your career forward. Well, that's totally true. And I mean, you, you know, even using Canadian comics that make that move to the States as an example, Just for Laughs is kind of the only credit that you get in Canada that translates down there. 
Because you can go there, and I mean, there's great festivals in this country, we all know that, but when you go there and you have that just for laughs in brackets beside your name, that means something down there. Yeah, but a lot of them call it the Montreal Comedy Festival. That's true, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, and it's not even, you know, maybe a couple decades ago it might have been more that was the dream for yep. Canadian comics because with all the comics we grew up watching on network TV were Canadian comics mm-hmm. that went and did the galas at Just for Laughs. But American comics aspire to this. Comics from the UK, from New Zealand, from Australia. I mean, Bruce, there was just that great new uh, Inside Jokes, no relation, series on Amazon Prime that documented just that. There were these American comics working their way towards the festival. By the way, how's the lawsuit going? <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> we lost. Yeah. Uh, no, but listen, uh, first of all, thank you, uh, Clayton, uh, uh, for you know laying it out the way he did. I yeah. mean, you know, uh, here, here's the thing. It, it's true, and, and, and in a way... It's great, and it's a little sad, because I remember when Stephen Wright walked on The Tonight Show and went from a club comic to a theater comic in, a, in an evening. Yeah. Um, that doesn't happen. Um, so, uh, you know, when it comes to that opportunity to launch a career, the number one showcase in the world is New Faces at JFL. Now, there's a reason for that. We, we put together a phenomenal group of people, uh, some of the biggest names in comedy have come out of that franchise, Amy Schumer, Kevin Hart, Jimmy Fallon. Um, but at the same time, it's because there's a void. <laughs> you yeah. know, I think we do a very good job spotlighting who, putting the spotlight on the right comics. But it's also because those late night shows don't mean anything. Uh, our, our New Faces characters, and between New Faces characters and New Faces, New Faces, uh, you know, I think there's six writers to cast members of SNL that's come out of it. Uh, you know, because there are uh, a lack of platforms. Um, and I think that one thing we want to do for Canadian comics, and we have some stuff that we will be announcing in the coming months, maybe weeks, um, are more platforms for Canadians at our festivals, but especially in Montreal, how they can get the same opportunities that you know um the top americans get the top up-and-coming americans we want to we want to make sure that those uh vehicles those platforms are uh you know that that there's a huge opportunity for canadians um um, as that's what we stand for you know one of the big great points of differentiation we have is we have the biggest comedy fest in the world from the country that provides the exports the most amount of comics uh, you know, if you look at the top 10 grossing stars of Canada, film, television, and stage, you can put that up against America. And I think we absolutely. We and actually, that's yeah. an excellent point I want to come back on is why do we breed so much funny in this country and what that is about Canadians. Uh, we'll be right back with more inside jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hey, this is Ali Hassan, and uh, you really can have it all if you're listening. Inside jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to Inside Jokes, right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto, and of course, coast to coast on Global News Radio. We're talking to three of the biggest hustlers, maybe the biggest hustlers <laughs> in Canadian comedy. We have manager extraordinaire Clayton Peters in studio with us, Morgan Flood, agent of all agents. 
and uh, launching a lot of I know you're getting bashful over there, Morgan, but launching a lot of careers here in Toronto. You really have. Uh, and of course, Bruce Hills, who's the president of the world renowned Just for Laughs Festival. Uh, and we were talking before the break about how it, it is bittersweet in a way, actually. Clayton brought up a good point uh, about how, you know, back in the day, if you got invited to, to do a set on one of the late shows, that was a career maker, especially if it was Carson. And the, and the, the trick there was if you got called over to the couch. That's right. Right? Yeah. Yeah, if Carson liked your set and he called you over to the couch to talk to him for five minutes, that was like, all of a sudden, you're getting booked everywhere. That was the tap. That was the tap. Yeah. And that really, it is kind of sad, but that really doesn't exist now. I mean, you can go and do Kimmel or Fallon or whatever. You can share that, get your family to watch that show, and that <laughs> goes in your bio. But after that, it's kind of like the heat of the moment dies down five minutes later. Whereas I think Just for Laughs really is, that's the new Carson couch. I mean, that's the, that's the holy grail that people all over the world are trying to make their way up towards. Well, that's the industry. That right? is. That's what yeah. the industry is watching during those, uh, how many weeks is it, Bruce? Four weeks that you guys are there in Montreal? Yeah, you know, uh, three, three weeks in a bit. Uh, uh, if you count the French, the English, and everything, it's pretty well the month of July. The last week is the, the last week of July is the key week. That's where the industry descends on, you know, our little city and yeah. takes it over. And, uh, and that's where the deals get done and the fun begins and that's exactly it so that's where all the industry eyes are during that time frame right which yeah. you can't get by being on all the late shows and things like that so you're getting a really concentrated uh volume of industry people coming out to see what's happening and, and it's getting written, written up in all the trades and everyone's paying attention to it yeah and, and actually just descending upon the city mm-hmm. and actually that's yeah, I, I, absolutely and listen I, i'll tell you one of the things that has been so so valuable to us is that you know, over the last couple of summers, there's probably been about between 150 to 200 million social media followers within the lineup we have at the festival. I mean, half of it is Kevin Hart, let's be clear. Still, <laughs> yeah. um, bottom line is that the whole comedy community, the industry, in, the industry too, as well as broadcasters and media brands, are saying, hey, I'm here's Just for Laughs, I'm a part of it. You know, here's a link to buy a ticket. Then they're, hey, look, I'm on my the train, the plane, the private jet. I can't wait. Here I am. Look at what I'm eating. Look who I'm backstage with. Look at the street with 100,000 people. Um, you know, hey, here's me lying on the couch unconscious, just like Tiffany Haddish did in the Air Canada Lounge the day she left. Uh, you know, uh, so that creates a buzz for Just for Laughs and for the momentum of comedy um, that is just... You know, we've never, you know, we've never saw anything like it with traditional media. Um, and last but not least, let's be very clear, why is there traction? Why do people get traction for deals at the festival? Well, it's very simple. Someone kills on a stage, and there are six people maybe in that room that have the ability to change that person's career. Sorry, many more than that, but let's just say to do a, a specific deal. Right. Um, and they're worried about each other. You know, so they're going, hmm, you know, I just saw two of my competitors laughing hard. I know that agent's really good. He or she is going to get momentum here. I better step up for two reasons. They don't want to go back to L.A. with nothing, and they definitely don't want to go back to L.A. missing the next Kevin Hart. So it's the dragon's den of comedy is what you're saying, Bruce. That's what, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> sure. And you've got to gotta deal with it on the fly. Yeah. Well, yeah. and I mean, there there really is no other comedy festival in the world 
that does just that. I mean, even some of the some of the other top tier comedy festivals, there is no other festival in the world that's bringing together everybody. Everybody's going to Montreal, and it's it, it's different even from, of course, Toronto's spin-off version, JFL 42. It's such a different animal because when you go to Montreal during Just for Laughs, you can't even, it's it, you can't escape it. It swallows up the entire city. The entire city becomes part of that festival and celebrates comedy, which I think we don't really do enough of for a country that, as you said earlier, Bruce, really that's our biggest national export. Is comedy. Yeah, when I, when I spin that into interviews, especially with, you know, Americans and Brits and Australian, when I'm speaking to someone about something, they don't even know. We don't do a very good job. There have been a couple of documentaries about it. I, you know, I've been thinking, you know, with the team a number of times, is there an initiative that we should all come together on to celebrate, you know, comedy? Should there be Comedy Day in Canada? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but we should be just as proud, or even more so, about who we produce in the comedy space than we do now in basketball and, you know, for years in hockey. Uh, that gets all the traction. The fact that we largely own the comedy space. Uh, and, uh, you know, let's just think about it. You know, from Ivan Reitman to Lauren Michaels to Jim Carrey to Russell to, uh, you know, to, you know, to whoever else you, you can mention, there's numerous uh, people to Lily Singh, you know, uh, there's a whole gamut, and it's it's legendary. It's you know it's I don't know what uh, Tim Carrey's career is worth. I mean, uh, box office, but it's it's got to be in the billions. Um, to people that are breaking out right now and are going to be the next big names. And that's actually something I want to come back with is is how we sort of take ownership of that in Canada. We're going to come back with more inside jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. What's up, guys? This is Mark Anthony Synagoga. You're listening to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Yes. Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And this is what we're finding out tonight. We're trying to find out how do you rise to the top in Canadian comedy. So we've filled the panel tonight with three of the best bookers, promoters, agents, managers across this country and worldwide. We have, of course, Clayton Peters in studio, Morgan Flood, and on the line we have Bruce Hills of the Just for Laughs Festival. Uh, and actually, before the break, Bruce, we were talking about just the sheer amount of, you know, legendary, iconic comics that have come from this country and that have passed across the stage at Just for Laughs. Why do you guys think, I mean, this is an age-old question, of course, in Canadian comedy. We've certainly talked about it on this show before, but... For a country that breeds so much comedy, and I think arguably comedy, for whatever reason, is maybe the most definable part of our national culture, if you really sit down and look at it. Take away all of the kind of like throwaway tropes of, oh, Tim Hortons and maple syrup and being polite, you know. Really what we do in this country is we make great comedy. Why do you guys think it is such a struggle to actually get Canadians to pay attention to that and take ownership of that? I, I think as an industry, we need to do a bit better job. Uh, um you know, you know, paying tribute. Um, you know, maybe it is actually, you know, something we talk, beat up a bit around the office is should there be comedy day in Canada that would bring comedy from elementary schools to hospitals to hockey rinks to comedy clubs to theaters that are never used for comedy? Uh, you know, is there some initiative that would, for us to be able to take some ownership and, some, uh, and pride in what we've established and, and, and largely, I think, the something like this would be about bringing attention to new 
Canadian comics, the comics that need the exposure um, and can benefit from, you know, the uh, opportunity. Yeah, because we do kind of have that... We have that kind of paradox in Canadian comedy where, and I mean, some of the names you named, of course, Bruce, like the Jim Carrey's of the world, the Lorne Michaels of the world, even nowadays the Seth Rogen's of the world. We we don't really claim these people as our own until they have blown up stateside or blown up worldwide, and then we go, oh yeah, they're Canadian. That's right, they're Canadian. Well, as Bruce was saying, you know, the self-promotion is something that Canadians aren't that strong on. That's right, yeah. We're very skeptical of, of shameless self-promoters, and we're just, it's one of those things we're just not good at. Even Even Russell, myself... We are terrible self-promoters. And if there's any, you know, we're, we're very aggressive in our business practices. We're very ambitious in what we try and do. But the one place we always come up short is self-promotion, whether it's having a publicist or whatever it is. And I think if there's anything that's really Canadian about our particular business, Russell's business, it's, it's that aspect of it. It's that sort of slightly reserved Canadianness, that uh, being somewhat demure, downplaying yeah. your accomplishments and, and not actually thumping your chest out there. And, you know, when you're in the States... And you're with those comics down there, and some of them are, are just shameless self-promoters. And you're kind of, you know, it's it's almost like you're a little bit uh, embarrassed for them as a Canadian when you watch them. Yeah, And that's yeah. the one thing we always come up short in this country. And I, I don't know if we're ever going to get past it. And even Bruce is saying, you know, about Just for Laughs, not sort of thumping their own chest and saying, hey, look at us. This is what we do. Uh, but I'm we're, we're in exactly the same position. We we are just not that good at self promoting, as, as as in the context of my artist anyway. It, it's so yeah. true. Like it's almost hardwired into us. I mean, even this studio, this radio show, is a good example. We can have some of the best upcoming comics in Canada right now pass through this studio, and they are the some of the most electrifying people you're watching on stage. But they come into the studio, sit down at the radio mic, and they're just so bashful about it. They're so shy. You have to like squeeze all of that out of them. We get an American comic in here. Doesn't matter if they've been doing it for three years in New York. They come into this studio and they're ready to go. Like they're just, I'm on a radio show. I'm going to take this time and I'm just going to sell myself hard. You know. I also find that American, well, you know, generalizing here, but uh, American comics are very good at promoting themselves, but also promoting other comics that they work with. And I find, yeah. I don't no, know no, what the no, answer is, but there's a lot of comics in this country that, whether it's a competitive aspect or it's the humility or what have you, they won't promote other comics that they work with. It's almost like they feel like, oh, if I promote them, they're going to take away a piece of my pie. That's like, right. And then we're talking about tiny little pie here. So what's, <laughs> yeah. what are you going to lose, right? That's so. actually interesting. I, but, you know, let's just talk about self-promotion for a second. You know, uh, that is absolutely uh, true. You know, uh, you know, I don't think, I mean, maybe one of the things we need to help the Canadian comedy community, uh, the comics, uh, work on is their self-promotion because... Mm-hmm. You know, and, and the fact that, you know, um, when you get into a market, if you want to come back and be able to push a, a club owner to pay you more, well, you need to draw. Yeah. Um, yeah. To draw, you've got to get the word out. And, um, you know, because let me tell you, we all know that no club's going to pay you more if you're not generating revenue, especially when there's all kinds of other options out there. So, you know, it's that hustle to say, I'm going to go do three morning shows, uh, uh, first of all, talk them into having you. Mm-hmm. The other is getting up and being great on them. And then just realize that there's a lot of work to be done. Um, some of it thankless. But, uh, you know, um, I don't think, and you're right, when you think about those American comics, I'll, I'll have someone coming in to do the ethnic show three weeks, you know, at the beginning of the festival. You know, three, you know they're, they're going to be here for three weeks. And yeah. they're up for three mornings in a row with a smile on their face to do morning radio when sometimes... I have to beg 
someone to get off their ass to do anything. Yeah, it's so true. It's almost like we look at Canadian comedy, it's like high school or jail, (laughs) you know? (laughs) It's like all everybody just wants to keep their head down and uh, mind their own business and do their own thing. And whereas you get American comics, they come in and they're just, they're loud. They jump up and grab it. Okay, we're going to come back with more Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hi, this is John Oakley. Just thought I'd stick around in the studio for Inside Jokes to die for. Right here at 640. Now, back to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Fame. That's what we're talking about. That's what we're talking about tonight on Inside Jokes. Right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Is it po- is fame possible in Canadian comedy? We have three very expert opinions on that subject in studio with us tonight. We have, of course, Bruce Hills from Just for Laughs, Morgan Flood and Clayton Peters in studio with us. Uh, and we've been talking about sort of what, what, what makes Canadian comics, I don't know if shy is the right word, but less sort of eager to self-promote. I think first off, really, probably anyone in the studio could agree that if the reason for getting into stand-up comedy is to be rich and famous leave immediately <laughs> especially in this country you're cra- that that comes much later on if it comes at all uh but i don't know we've been kind of getting an inside perspective tonight on what the actual business side of comedy is and how we can make that into a viable thing here in canada especially uh, i mean bruce biggest festival in the world is based here in montreal but the rest of the se- the rest of the year we're kind of struggling to get canadians to pay attention to this stuff right yeah no absolutely absolutely if you're getting into the business for fame and for fortune, you're in it for the wrong reasons. Comedians come into comedy as a calling. It's like being a teacher or a doctor, yeah. right? They have to do it. Like, you know, Russell always says, it's, you, you've got to get on stage. It's, it's just something that you're compelled to do. It's not because, you know, you're doing it for the money. You, you absolutely are called and compelled to do it. It's an itch. Right? It's an itch, absolutely. It is. I mean, you go to law school because you want to have stability. You don't mm-hmm. get into stand-up because you want to have stability. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're going to have the exact opposite of that. Uh, yeah, but I mean, or, or, or like Ken Jong that uh, leaves uh, medical practice to yeah. be a stand-up comedian, and he has Korean parents. I mean, that must yeah. be a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> and the, yeah, and the story of how difficult that was just became a special in the first place. Uh, so, of course, going around, we have lots of stuff coming up. I want to plug. Uh, first off, we'll ask you, Bruce. Everybody knows, of course, about the Just for Laughs festival returning this summer to Montreal. What what other stuff is coming up under the Just for Laughs brand? Well, listen, I, I will say that to be specific about the summer, we're, we're making another big announcement on April 16th where, where we will announce uh, a number of gala hosts and concerts. But already on sale is our, you know, our uh, franchise is the Nasty Show and the Ethnic Show. Jim Jeffries is going to host for the first time two galas uh, for the uh, lovely folks at Bell. And uh, Michael McIntyre, a man that has sold... 40 O2s out in the UK. He has wow. the record for that venue. Is on sale at Plastis R, and we're nearly sold out of the first show. And he's going to add, I would hope, a second shortly. Um, so lots of funny stuff um, when it comes to Montreal. And you know, anyone that's out there, you know, go on our website. There are travel packages. If you've never made it, um, uh, make it. Uh, you know, this summer there's. Uh, you know, um, passports to buy that make it really quite efficient. And it's not an expensive hotel city either. You can drive, you can fly. And when you get here, you know, um, lots of reasonable um, hotel options and then lots of very expensive ones. You can, you can, <laughs> you can 
stay in the Ritz, you can also stay in a very clean three-star hotel for, you know, a hundred bucks. There you go. So that second option is the comedian's option. Trains, planes, and automobiles, whatever you got to do, get to Montreal this summer. Uh, of course, Morgan, you have your hand on the pulse of what's going on in live comedy here in this city, especially. What's some stuff that uh, people should check out? Uh, as a, a grassroots, something that's just been launched that I was uh, a part of is a, um, uh, if any sports fans out there know what the Players' Tribune is, we mm-hmm. launched a uh, right. something called the Comedy Tribune, which is, um, you know, like a, a, a platform for comics to kind of create or write in-depth, you know, point of view or um, anecdotal or opinion pieces that are uh, in-depth and you know we encourage them to you know reveal a piece a bit of themselves so we just launched about a month ago and it's the response have been fantastic got a number of com- uh, comics already contributed and we've got a lineup of uh, articles coming up over the next several months which is great beautiful and just in general support Canadian comedy you don't you know most people have a Spotify account you can just go and listen to all these albums if you're already paying for Spotify you don't even have to buy the album just Play it, download it, listen to it, and uh, it's the best way to expose it. Just you know, just like every you know, I find like the the entertainment industry is about twenty, twenty, maybe thirty years behind the music industry in this con- this country. And seeing where music was thirty years ago, film and TV and comedy is part of that. And you know, there's obviously those parallels between music and comedy, and the parallels between comedy and, and film and TV. We're we're on the right path. There's just you know, it's, there's indicators that shows that we're 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 working towards something a little bit more prosperous. But uh, we all have to support. Absolutely. Download this stuff, stream this stuff. There's so many hidden gems you do not know about that other comics already know about, and you should. And of course, Clayton, what's coming up in the Russell Peters, oh, never-ending, worldwide, yeah. <laughs> global domination? Well, we're heading back out internationally in exactly four weeks. Uh, we're going to South Africa, India, the Middle East, and uh, this is an exclusive. We're going to be recording Russell's new stand-up special in Mumbai at the beginning oh, of June. beautiful. For a nice. for a uh, streaming outlet uh, yet to be named. Well, we've actually named it. We know who they are. Uh, we just haven't announced it yet. But we are recording his new special in June. Uh, look for it coming out later this fall uh, at a uh, well-known streamer uh, that you will know and love. Look at that. We got at least a pseudo announcement on this you show did. tonight. You that's <laughs> we'll take it. June. Thank you so we'll much for our, uh, to our panel tonight. And any comics listening tonight, I hope you you picked up something from that. All hope is not lost. Just get out there, hit the stage. Uh, There is an audience to be found, not just in this country, but worldwide. And these are uh, three viewpoints that give you a good example of that. Thank you to our listeners. Keep it tuned in right here to Global News Radio 640 Toronto for the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta. Now for this week's comedy listings. And the world-famous Just for Laughs Festival continues in Montreal. Hit up hahaha.com for tickets, event info, schedules, and more. Hi, this is Alicia Carusi. And you're listening to my aunt, Sandra Carusi's Comedy Rx. Hi, this is Morgan Flood, and you're about to listen to one of the, the best up-and-coming comics in Canada, David Merhej. Thank you, thank you. Um, I, had, I had warts. <laughs> like on my eyelid. And then I was like, that's weird. And then I got another one. I was like, this is not cool at all. And I don't even know if you know what that feeling is, because it's just weird. Because your family doesn't know what it is. And they're just looking at you like a zombie because you're just creating this wart and your mom doesn't know. This is how bad the warts were. My mom got real. Do you understand that? She stepped out of Momville. Like she, you know, you know how moms are like nice? And she just looked at me, she goes, we don't know who could help you. Like a wizard, we have no idea. You might have to go to a sorcerer. There's no way my father just looked like, I don't know, like I had sex with your mom and I didn't think this was gonna happen. 